Hello everybody, it's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to another episode of the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast, and thank you for tuning in today. Every action you take to help the late talkers in your life is important. As you listen and take in the advice on this show, always remember that the fastest results come when you enjoy the process of language facilitation. 2022 is the year of connection. It is my intention to provide information and resources to help all language facilitators evolve their natural connection with the late talkers in your life. Parents, caregivers, and therapists worldwide have proven that when they connect and enjoy the process of spoken language, it emerges naturally. How to know what to do right now. And how you're going to know that is through your analysis. And daily analysis is how you're going to do that. And I put together my workbook. Here it is right here, the 11-week language facilitation journey to speech. If you haven't got this workbook yet or if you're considering it, the link is in the description of this video. And today I'm going to be talking about how to use this workbook and um, if you're not, even if you don't have the workbook, how to get started to know your starting point. Now, in the workbook, I talk a lot about these level charts. I've talked about them before. I'll show you one here. Um, this is where we talk about the different levels of the your language facilitator mindset or the level of the connection with the late talker, those level sheets. And I made those sheets so that it would be easy for you to see progress. You'll know when you're, you've shifted up to the next level. And I also included the strategies on how to help you move up through those levels. Except for I think what people are having a hard time with is how do I know for sure what the level is? Because there is no real assessment here included. It's just your intuitive connection with the late talker is how you figure that out. And I have given you some structure in the workbook to do that, but I want to explain it to you here because I don't think it's very clearly explained in the workbook and or people could be really distracted by those levels charts because people want to know where they are. They always want to know those results. And I know that's true of a lot of the people following me because they are finding themselves wanting to see those numbers go up. And if they're not, then they start to focus more on those numbers than they are on their process. It happens with everybody in the language facilitation journey. And what I want to do is try to keep you off of that. That's why the waves go up and down because you get to a certain point and then you're not sure what to do. And then they go down again. And when you're in those parts where you're not sure what to do, that's when you can turn to this sort of analysis that I'm going to be talking about today. Now, in order to use the workbook properly, and even in the workbook, I have given you sort of the list of documents that you're going to be using. And here is the list of the journal documents that are included and up here at the very top. So we see the this analysis and we see, you know, all of those other things. These are the documents that you're going to use to help you move forward 
And, and this analysis page, you know, where you actually start to record those levels and things actually doesn't happen until the second step of the process. The first step of the process of when you really get started in all this begins with at the very top the profile sheets, okay? And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is the profile sheets. All right, let me have a little drink here because I hear my my voice getting a little <clears throat> scratchy. Sorry about that. We have Mercury retrograde going on, so that's what we're going to be seeing. And let me just pop this off right now. And again, just looking for those questions to come in, getting everything squared away. Thanks a lot for bearing with me live to do these coaching sessions so that I can bring this information to you the way that we need to. All right, let's see. Getting started now with the profile sheets. And there are two profile sheets in the workbook. The first profile sheet is for the language facilitator. And the second one is the profile sheet of the late talker. And the reason I have two profile sheets in here is because this is a workbook for you. This is not a workbook for you to record what your child is doing so much as it is to record what you are doing to facilitate the improvement. You'll you'll record the improvement as you see those levels go up, but what you're really working on is your skills as a language facilitator. So how do you evolve your skills as a language facilitator? The first thing you have to do is you have to profile yourself because who are we analyzing here? If we're looking at how is progress going to move forward, it's you, you're the worker, you're the boss, you're the CEO, you're the one that's creating the plan and you're the one that's executing the plan. So the first thing we have to analyze is yourself, your readiness, your plan. And so let's look at it. I'm going to pull it up here and make sure I get the right one. Here it is, the language facilitator profile. And this is it. You can screenshot it if you haven't got the workbook, but you can see it right here. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to go through with the language facilitator profile each one of these categories. Because the truth is, once you complete these profiles, the language facilitator profile and the late talker profile, you'll know exactly where you are in those levels. You don't need to go, I wonder if it's this, I wonder if it's that. Because once you know the information in the profile, you will know what to do. And that's why I titled this video, How to Know What to Do Right Now. Until you know who you're working with, yourself and the late talker, you can't can't know what to do. So let's figure out what's going on with you. And we start with actually the main, the number one tip that I have for you, if you're going to be doing analysis of yourself and of the late talker is to collect video of your interactions. Do it with, have someone else record you on the phone, record other people, set it up in the corner and just, or get the audio of it because you want to listen to how is what you're doing affecting the late talker? Is it affecting them in a good way? Is it affecting them in a bad way or a, a way that attracts them? Let's say good versus bad is good is let, they're attracted to you. They're interacting with you. They're listening with you. They're trying to say words. That's a good language facilitation interaction. A unsuccessful was successful versus unsuccessful because there is no bad interaction. They're all just successful or unsuccessful and you learn from the successful and the unsuccessful. That's how this works. When you video your things and then you look at those videos later, 
there's no object. You can be objective. You're not relying on your memory of that experience. You see it in front of you. And I'm telling you, when you see yourself on video talking the way you talk and you see the reaction you're getting, it's game changing. It's game changing. You will learn what to do when you see yourself doing it. Oh, I got to do that. And you'll learn what not to do when you see yourself doing it because you'll see the success right in front of you. So all of this is about collecting video. Now let's talk about these things that you are looking at when you get that video. What are we analyzing? What are we looking at? And you're looking at this from your perspective and the perspective of the late talker. So you might want to do them one at a time, which as I'm going to do here. But in these um, tips that I have, you're going to we're going to talk about both of them. So question number one up here at the top. This is, again, what everybody's asking on my late talking on, on this Q&A. People want to know what's the best way to start with the workbook. I'm struggling to get started with my plan. Not sure about the levels I'm working with. This is how we're going to find the levels. Collect video and number one up here, frequent requests. OK, this is what you're going to see in the videos and remember about your everyday life. What do you we're analyzing you right now? What would you if you could ask? For anything of the process, because you're doing the process and what ultimately do you want, but what do you need from this late talker? What do you need them to do? What are you trying to facilitate? What do you need them to do more independently to make your life easier? Maybe it is do things. Maybe it is wear their shoes. Maybe it is brush their teeth. Maybe it is come when you call them. Maybe it is respond to their name, but also maybe it is tell you what they want and share their feelings with you. Those are all the things that you want this late talker to do independently. And in each one of these categories on this form, there's a line underneath to say the current favorite. So because the, you might want a million things that you, you know, want and the late talker too, because the second question here is what does the late talker need from you most often? What are they requesting non-verbally most often from you? What are you requesting or hoping or wishing for most often from them? When you understand what that is, that is just one piece, right? It's easy to know this. It's easy to know this, but this is just one piece. Okay. And it's the first piece. Let's move on to the next one. The next thing that you're going to look at is frustrations. Okay. What triggers feelings in you first of worry, restriction, overwhelm, anxiety, embarrassment, or fear? What is it? If you're feeling any of those things, when you see it in those videos or you remember those experiences over the past week or the past time, couple of days, whatever that you're analyzing here, and you're looking at your life as it is right now, and you're seeing what are our most significant frustrations, because there's a line here, what's the biggest one? What's the most glaring, the one that's in front right now, the priority right now? Same with needs. What's the current favorite? Because they change. They change every, you're going to do this profile every three weeks, but they could change more frequently. You need to be aware of it every day and you will as you move forward in the process. But in order to get started and even understand what level you are, the process of understanding these things about yourself and the late talker is what tells you 
that you're at that level. It's not going to be, I see him doing this many words or this many things, or he's going to start using X, Y, Z. Those are examples in the thing. You're going to know what these are because you're going to see how is my late talker requesting? I know what he requests now that I've thought about it, but how do I know that? You'll know because of the way the late talker is requesting. We know you know these things, right? That's, again, why we titled this video, How Do You Know? Because you know these things. You know the current frustrations and you know your current things. What else do you know right now when you do your analyzing? You know the curiosities. You know what you find. So what do you find super easy to do in your life? Go to the park drive in the car, play with water, cook. You know, what do you do? The easiest thing, you hardly even think about it, right? And your late talker is stuck to your side while you're doing that thing, watching you as you do this thing, mostly in your mind, right? That's what you're going to use to teach the late talker, right? If I can do this and it's so easy for me, it's not always so easy for everyone else. It's not so easy for your late talker to speak and it's easy for you to speak. You can show them how, just like it's not easy for them to do other things, but they may be learning other things from you. Because again, the second thing in here is what are the late talker superpowers? What are they so interested in they can't put down? Where are they always stuck to your hip? Is it always in the kitchen? Are they by your hip when you're scrubbing the floor just as they are when you're cooking? Probably not, right? They're choosing the things that they are curious about and that they would be willing to try hard and learn more about. You know this is what's true about you and you know what's true about the late talker. When you learn these things, then you'll know what levels you're at. Okay. The next thing here is comforts. What do you use? It's the next level down. What do you use for self-care, soothing, regulation of your feelings? What calms you down when you get triggered up? You know, what do you do? And what causes you to feel happy? What's your entertainment? What's your mindless, I just do this because I like it, your guilty pleasure, right? Those things are true in you, yourself and your lay talker. When you understand what these things are and how you access them, then you will learn what levels your lay talker is because you'll see how they are communicating these things because you know these things. They communicate them in a specific way that's unique to them and maybe even unique to them and you. Like you just may know this about them and you're anticipating those needs. How again do you know? They always are happy when you give them the right thing. They're unhappy when you give them the wrong thing. Again, you're learning a lot about your process when you understand how are comforts being met because you are meeting comforts 24-7. Okay, I know you are as language facilitators. All right. And then when you get to the bottom here, right? In these things. And then what I'm going to do here is I'm going to switch it over to the late talker profile now, because on this one down here at the bottom is where you see the place where you put in the levels after you have explored all of these other topics that we just talked about, then you can see now I know a connection level, this is where we are. Now I know listening, this is where we are. Now I know with speaking, this is where we are. And then you can move over to the next level where you're going to fill out. And in, in your form, 
Oh, so over here on the next side, this is your goals. Okay. So with the late talker, the late talkers goals are what are they desperately trying to communicate to the world? You'll learn what their goal is. That's what you put in this box down here. After you learn all these things about them, what's their frustration? Maybe they're trying to communicate. I am so bored. I am so whatever, right? You know, whatever they're frustrated about. What are they desperately trying to communicate through their nonverbal communication that you see every day? That's what goes in the late talkers profile. Okay. And in the language facilitator profile, when we switch over back over to that form, I'm at the bottom here, you see what are your intentions? Like, what are you going to do? And that's when you think here. In the language facilitator goals, what do you wish for most? Again, we know what you want and what you need for that stuff to do. And again, how do you intend to accomplish those things through your efforts? That's what you're going to put in this box. I know he is frustrated about this. I know these are things that comfort him. I know these are things he's curious about. I can find those things and put it together. And then as you move forward in the workbook, it teaches you how to build your plan from this information okay but you need this information first before you can start just guessing based on what you've seen before what level your child is speaking at or understanding or whatever you can tell you have to get to know them first you have to get to know yourself in the process first you have to see what you've been facilitating Okay, that's what you'll see on your videos when you explore them. What have you been facilitating with the late talker? Let me put these things away. So I've got all this stuff up here. Okay, so that's how we're going to move forward with today's Q&A. If you have a situation with your lay talker where you're not sure, I'm not sure how to get them up to the next level. Remember, with the workbook, we talk about the strategies, but mostly it's about giving them what they want because they want you know at this stage what they really want to communicate. And they see it as a priority, that communication. They see it as something that they will bypass other things for. They you know, will ignore other teaching to focus on these priorities. And if they've got problems and frustrations, they will overtake any attention they have towards learning. And that's why we talk about blockages. If their attention is on a physical situation, an environmental situation, or an emotional situation, and they all pop up, you're going to be able to identify them when you analyze these profiles. And you understand, well, how do I see this process myself, which is easier than figuring out how the late, late talker figures out how they see it. That's why I always start with yourself. You can see yourself when you watch yourself on video. Am I talking slowly? Am I using the strategies that I am intending to use, right? And with language facilitation, it doesn't happen naturally. It's a habit that you have to build. Just like any health habit, any change in habit, if you were doing things a certain way and you want to change to be doing them in a new way, 
These guidelines will help you see for yourself what needs to be changed. That's what people get when they work with me. They see my mirror of themselves. I just tell them what I see about their process and what they're doing. And good, bad, or otherwise, again, we don't judge. We just say it is what's happening now because how to know what to do now is to understand where are you right now in your process, in your mindset, in your child's mindset? What do you need to do? What can you do? right? That's why that comfort level and those curiosities are there. Nobody can expect anybody. You can't expect it of yourself. You can't expect it of a late talker to do things that are not comfortable, that are not, they don't understand, and they don't believe in their heart and soul will get them the things that they desperately want. And that's why I'm talking about these late talkers desperately want to talk as much as you desperately want them to. But it's the desperation that's distracting you, potentially. In a lot of families, that's what I see. Because your desperation takes you into your own mind and not into the connection where you're understanding, ah, you have this problem. If I show you not just how to solve the problem for you, but teach you how to understand why the problem happens, first of all, maybe you won't get yourself in that problem again in the future, which is the best teaching ever, right? And trusting that that works, that you can know, you know these things about these late talkers more than anyone. That's why you are better than any kind of outside person to do this work because of this analysis. You know yourself, you know the late talker better than anyone can know, not just from a I see what I see. It's an intuitive knowing that we talk about from experience of being together 24-7. That's the experience that happens that develops nonverbal communication languages, you know, all of that stuff. So I see some people are joining and and interested. You know, I know that this is one of those um, one of those coaching things where I'm really calling you out to take a hard look at yourself. So like this video if you like taking a hard look at yourself and making changes where needed or doubling down on things that are working and or. Maybe you don't need to do more at all. Maybe you need to just be with your process because you, when you fill out those forms, everything looks good. I am connected with my child. I do know what they love. I can change to give up my own idea of what the outcome should be and teach them what they want to communicate. And then guess what? You're going to be really happy with that. You really are because that's what you want inside. I know hearing your child say words, especially when you ask them to say words or answer a question, especially when you ask them a question, is an immediate sort of dopamine rush, right? You feel that, oh, it's working. He's talking. You know, that's your evidence or whatever. But there is no better evidence that this is working. When you give up the trust to the late talker and yourself 
that I'm teaching him what he wants to say. I am showing her the skills that she wants to learn. I am equipping her and him and them and empowering them to use spoken language to share their ideas with the world. And I know it takes time because they've got to do it. The responsibility for improvement is not yours. You are facilitators anticipating, hoping, I can't wait to see when it works mindset people who are just giving and giving and giving opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to these kids because that's what you can do. You can connect with them. You can give them space and time and support to get the language they need. In fact, it's the only way. Because as soon as you get off that path into desperation, and as soon as you they get off that path into desperation, they're back to tugging on you and dragging you around and having meltdowns. And uh, they don't get me. They're not focused. They're not listening. They're not connected. They feel it. They feel when you're desperate. They feel when you detach and start to talk to other people about why is my kid doing this thing again? Or even start to you look at videos or lists or analyze these level four, he's level three. I only give you those levels because I know people need them, you know, to give you some way to say you're making that improvement. But you know you're making improvement because you feel it in your heart. And that's how language facilitation works. We love the process. We love through the process. We love the ups. We love the downs. We learn from everything in the process. And that's how it happens even faster than you can imagine. Even faster than you can imagine. When you hear a full sentence come out that means the right thing at the right time, then you know all this talking I've been doing two to three hours a day while he's been listening and focusing and stuck here at my hip. And I explain for the 80th time how to put the laundry in the laundry. And he's still listening and he's still learning and he's still trying, right? And if you don't see the trying, you're not connected. You're just teaching, teaching, teaching and projecting out like a, like a loudspeaker, right? And that's not what people want to hear. They want to hear what they want to hear, not what you think they want to hear, what you know they want to hear. And the only way you're going to use the right words the right way at the right time is when you connect with them, when you get out of your own head and you just let it happen. Let it happen. That's the intuitive process of language facilitation. So I'm not seeing any questions on today's video. This was a big, big topic to give you a lot to do. Again, if you haven't got the workbook yet, please, please visit Amazon. The link is in the description. It's available now in Spanish, coming out soon in Hindi. Every version I do gets better and better. I may even elevate this one. Use the videos, use the resources. Everything is there available at wavesofcommunication.com. I'm here to help you see how this works. Prove it to yourself. And then everyone around you will also see how it works. And these waves of communication are going to get out all over the world. That's my intention, right? That's why I give it away for free. So what helps me is if you like this video. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe. Um, I know most of you, the majority of you are subscribed. I'm one of those lucky people that has like 48% of my people are subscribed. Tell someone new. 
please, to come to the channel. Share a video with them. Share the workbook resource with them. Just let other people know that there is an alternative to ABA. There's an alternative to pressurizing their, your kids to talk. There's an alternative to worry and stress for the future because you can have fun every single day. Every single day. My first book is called If It Isn't Fun, It Isn't Fun. You can get that on Amazon too and understand the process. It's working for families all over the world. It can work for you too. It can definitely work for you too. Hey, here's a question quick from Lila. Just checking in, wanted to share that Xander openly asked for his iPad to watch Daniel Tiger after we sit, were sitting on the potty, singing on the potty. This is everybody. Just so you know, this is a little guy with cerebral palsy who has a real physical apraxia and his mom is getting him to overcome. Uh, I just get excited thinking about it. Oh my gosh, ching ching for you guys. <laughs> so, you know, the iPad used to be his old reward, but now we transformed it into something like into our tool. They're using his, his excitement, right? Of course, he's excited about the iPad, but instead of saying you got to do something to get it, they're using it as a way to connect and engage with him. I love this. I love this. Okay, so now, uh, sorry, I'm just getting excited. And while I was getting it, he continued to practice to say it with really nice Ds. Love the workbook. It's really helpful. So Lila, congratulations to you. These are the best kind of comments I can get. I get teary and emotional thinking about it because, you know, when people say, my kid can never, or other people say that about your kid, right? Uh-huh, Lilacs, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your little guy, too. When people say that your kid can't, right? They won't. They don't have, they're not wired that way or whatever. Neuroplasticity is a real thing. You can teach it, and it is the love and care that gets it. That's what overcomes the physical things that those pressurized things can't, right? You can't pressure a kid to get excitement and build enough, enough neurotransmitters, enough norepinephrine to overcome a physical neuro wire problem, right? <laughs> if we want to use the real lay terms, we're talking just intuitive stuff. We're helping his brain get excited, so excited about learning that he forgets that his brain isn't wired that way. I don't care if my brain's not wired that way. That's how brains rewire. That's how they find the new way. I love it so much, I can't help it, right? That's why it's got to be so fun and it's got to be their idea. It can't just be your idea of get this fun thing because that gets a little. It doesn't get everything and it wears off fast. Bravo, Lila. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I can't help it. Wow. 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 I don't know what to say. Whew. There is another question, though. Sorry. <laughs> so let's see what's going on here. Thank you for being so supportive of parents and the late talkers. Uh, it, that's it. That's my mission, why I'm here. I got the workbook, and I'm trying to apply the content into our daily activities. I'm seeing more pushback for new strategy. Uh, I'm seeing more pushback, poor pushback from who? Uh, I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know who you're getting pushback, but I'll tell you what, sometimes pushback from people who 
are very, you know, if they're owning the, you know, pressure works and kids got to cry and yeah, yeah, I know they cry a little now and they're sad a little now, but, you know, they all go through this and they get over it. Those are the kids that have grown up into autistic adults now who are talking about the torture that they endured during their younger years. And they're telling you, you can see it everywhere that they are. And, and their, their parents were told in good faith by the therapists that read those books and took those trainings and did that stuff that this is what kids really need. And this is the only thing that works. They were brainwashed into believing that during their training and they're trying to put that brainwashing on you. And it's breaking down. We talk about in my energy focus videos about the systems that are breaking down. It's the pushback that is, remember, the holes are coming. The holes are coming in places. So if that's pushback, but she's saying, wait, pushback from my son, because he's used to me doing prompts and not talking about things in details. Okay. So that here is a good indication of a language facilitator who has not, who is working on um, doing more than connecting. Okay. Because if you're talking too much and the late talker is annoyed by you, bored by you, we talked about those things. Like, what is their frustration right now? One of his frustrations in the profile is my mom is talking all this random stuff that isn't making sense to me. And I don't know why, because if you were using the, the, the right words, the right way at the right time, then you would have eager listening to you. That's how you know you're off base is if they're shutting you down or walking away from you or ay, 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 enough of this, enough of this, you know, you're not connected because when you're connected, you understand just the right things to say. And you might talk less. You might because they're, you know, they're processing at a simple stage right now. But when they're coming at you and wanting more and more, then you got to give them more. But that connection is what's so important here. Remember, this is workbook, this connection is first. As a matter of fact, let me put that away because I pulled out this graphic today. I must have been intuitively inspired by your question that didn't even come in yet. That's so crazy how this happened. In the second level of the workbook, I have this page. Remember, this is all about if it isn't fun, it isn't fun. The first, the number one responsibility of the language facilitator is connection, right? To see spoken language development from the perspective of the late talker so you can earn their trust, right? You have to connect. You have to connect with them to see the thing from their perspective. So I love, Nairuz, that you have this comment, you know, that you've said that he, you're getting pushback from him. Pay attention to the pushback because that you're the team, right? If you're getting pushback from the team, it's up to you to make the adjustments. Your kiddo's not going to adjust. You do to build their trust in you that you're going to teach them the way they need, not the way that you heard on YouTube or you saw in a book or whatever, right? That's why I give you all of this flexibility and responsibility yourself, right? I can't fix your kid. I'm not there in front of them. I can't intuitively connect with them like I know how to do, but you can do it better. You can do it better, right? Your connection in the zone, right? It's always in the language facilitation zone. 
And if you don't know what that feels like, get the workbook and go into that chapter and figure that out. Because connection is all where it's at. It's all where it's at. Your connection in the zone will allow, remember, allow and give space for the lay talker to intuitively provide you with the inspiration. They're going to tell you what they want you to teach them. Every day, every day, they tell you what they want you to teach them. If you teach them what they want, they learn fast, immediately in some cases, right? And so your job is just to create over and over and over opportunities, connect and teach, connect and teach, connect and teach, connect and teach, connect and teach. Not connect and prompt, not connect and facilitate, connect and teach. And if they need your help, help them. If they need you to do it for them, do it for them and demonstrate and watch and then offer them the opportunity to try. They will, as long as you don't pressure. And then see this thing, both of these graphics, you create the boundaries. This is what we're learning. This is what I need, right? Your perspective. If we're going to have a happy team here, I need you to learn X, Y, and Z. And they need you to teach them X, Y, and Z in order for both of these things to happen. Both you feeling secure like you know what you're doing and them feeling successful like now I'm learning from you every single day, all day long. Right? That's what happened to Lila. She just never stops teaching the same thing. She knows. She saw, ooh, he's trying to say Daniel Tiger. The kid's trying to say Daniel Tiger. He's trying to ask out for iPad. I can hear. It doesn't really sound like it yet, but I know it's getting there. So what did she do? Double down on it. She's never stopped talking about Daniel Tiger. She talked about him all the time, but she didn't pressurize it. She knew her kid was excited about it. So she taught it over and over again. She fueled the excitement. By creating the space, the zone where they could over and over work on it and work on it and work on it. And he's working on it, habitually providing those things every day, all day, not Tuesday at two or after lunch or whatever. You get in the habit of becoming a language facilitator. I teach you how to start it in your day to get you on track. It's kind of like a workout. You know, if you're having to lose 150 pounds, you got to start somewhere. Depending on where you are along the process, how willing you are to give up that old stuff and connect and start doing this. This is everything. This is everything. And that's how you learn. That's how you learn what to do. That's how you know what to do now. And it might be something different tomorrow. Because once he learns what you teach now, he wants to learn something different. I promise Daniel Tiger is just the beginning. Because once they figure out how to teach something, like, hey, we figured out that Daniel Tiger, we could get him even to try harder on his Ds, whatever you did. You went Daniel or whatever you did. I don't know what you did, but you did something that got your kid to start focus on putting the D on it. I'll tell you what, a lot of speech therapists would want to know what that is that you did because they would see your kiddo with the cerebral palsy diagnosis and go, man, I'm not even touching that. Saying the D sound to actually articulate words and improve speech production. Before the kids got words, oh, no, 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 that's way, you know, intuitively, that's what made sense to Lila. Intuitively, that's what made connection with her kid, who's not a baby. He knows a lot. He's been around. He's seen a lot. He's learned a lot from his environment. 
This is very exciting, you guys. Wow. Very, very exciting. So thanks again for joining me, everybody. I've got to get going because, you know, we've got live Q&A my, with my client meeting coming up. So last, last stitch, if you've got a question, let me know. But um, yeah, language facilitation works, but it's all about connection. It's all about trust. It's all about allowing and space. And while we want to do more to make it happen faster because that's how we were programmed. I was programmed with the same thing. I used to be one of those speech therapists. I had so many flashcard decks that I filled this whole wall behind me was full of stuff like that, that I used to go and prompt and try to pull words out of kids. But something happened when I started connecting with their parents and looking at their real situations. And it really started happening when I started working with bilingual families where I didn't know much about, you know, the Spanish language. I'm a second lear learner in Spanish. And when I started working with people who didn't speak the same language as me, even my language barrier with those parents, because my Spanish isn't conversational and amazing, it's, you know, basic level. I had an interpreter to help me and I learned a lot through those engaging. They would say things like, you know, about what I was doing and my interpreter would tell me and I learned Spanish that way. Your kids are learning when they're around you, talking to other people. But again, it's all about things that they're interested in. So if they're interested in cooking and you're over with your friend and you're making something new, involve the late talker in it. Don't think that they're just these extra sort of not listening. They only listen when you t turn them on. You know, they're listening and learning all the time. And when you adopt the mindset of a language facilitator, you can really make that happen. Okay, no more. Just some nice love from Nairus. Thank you for that. All the love and light to you guys because you're out there. You're doing this. You're making the change. And every time you do, every time you get into the language facilitation zone, that energy gets out there. Other parents can see from your successes. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. So, yep. And see, here you go. Exactly what we were talking about. When I don't expect speech, my son surprises me with sentences is like let go of my hands right because you're trying to do something with his hands <laughs> i love it they're gonna tell you what they desperately want to say will come out when you teach them the words for what they desperately want to say it comes out so let go of my hands while shopping and i really want this to be an everyday thing it's in him but i need to get it out and you will get it out when you give a, give up a little bit more because this is a thing it's like layers right it depends on how long you've been in these old habits if you and other people so if your kid has been around and this is true for everybody that you just need to understand programming is not a, um, you can't ignore previous programming. Let's just say it that way. If you and or your lay talker, when we look at those profiles and you're analyzing who you are and what your experiences have been, if there have been a lot of experiences where prompting and pressure were part of the dynamic, 
then the longer it takes for those habits to go away. Because you started those habits based on desperation mindset. Desperation also fuels um, neurotransmitters, but it's the confusing kind. It's the unconscious kind. It's the kind that makes you impulsive and do things without thinking. That's what desperation does. It causes action for sure. It does, but it's unconscious action. It's not action that meets your needs. Action out of conscious, out of the language facilitation zone, always has a positive effect. It might not be right now. It might be in the future, but you have to trust in it. And often when you see an immediate reaction, that's a good indication that you're not in the zone, that you're trying to do unconscious things again, right? So here's another, here's Lila sharing a strategy. I point to my chest in the rhythm of the words and go really slow and reward the attempt with the iPad. And we also, because he's asking for the iPad, so she's giving it to him. Because when your child asks for something, you should give it. It's not a reward. It's just a response. Okay, so it's not when he says, I want something, they give it to him. That's a response to communication. That's showing your child that communication works. It's not a reward. It's not. It is a response, a communication response, because all behavior is communication. And it means uh, grabbing means I want the iPad. And she's saying, you want the iPad. And she's sharing whatever works for him. The movement's been a giant thing because, again, what we know about neurology with these kids is that there are three paths that run together uh, along the language processing neural map in the brain. They're running, the highways are running together. And if one of these paths is not very good, so if the motor path is broken, the rhythm path, and the connection path, right? That can, I'll be so connected that I want to learn this and rhythm and movement and that kind of thing will help build the other one. So rhythm and connection will build movement if movement is broken. So that's how it works. Okay. So everybody's got it. Hopefully that works. So thanks everybody. I don't know if that's good. I'm glad you all got it. Thanks again for watching today's live Q&A. This connection process is everything, and I hope that it made sense to you. Um, the intuitive version of language facilitation is really coming out in 2022. I'm not going to stop talking about it because I want to remind you to stay with it, and that's what happens. Parents slide back into those old habits based on triggers and desperation, and that's why these profiles are so, so important. Watch yourself, check yourself, analyze yourself a lot more first, and then take a look at the late talker and you'll figure out what's going on. Okay. Thanks so much for joining me, everybody, today. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. Visit wavesofcommunication.com to learn about all the resources and keep tuned in. Share it with your friends. See y'all on the next one. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you have been inspired to have some fun and take some inspired action on your unique language facilitation journey. With a whole range of waves of communication resources, from free content to customized coaching, you now have access to everything you need to elevate spoken language to infinite success. 
you are welcome to get your journey started with my 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook. This tool is helping parents worldwide create non-stop language facilitation opportunities that elevate spoken language beyond even their own expectations. You can access this workbook and all of the language facilitation resources on my website, wavesofcommunication.com.